Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's some uh, Halloween tune. It's the Halloween tune. It's the oh, theme. From Hall- oh, yeah. Come on, man. <sighs> Good heavens. If it wasn't on the top 40, I probably don't know. It's Crockett and Stout. It's Orange and Blue 760. Uh, We're getting into uh, talking about the Texans game. Coming up on Sunday. The guy that knows all about the NFL because he played in the NFL. And he's on Sports Talk 790 down in Houston. Is Sean Salisbury, who joins Crockett and Stout here in Denver. Hey, Sean, how are you? Gentlemen, good to be on with you. That is, without question, the greatest scary movie theme song ever. And I got a face like Michael Myers. That's why I'm on radio. Ray, Ray, what's happening, my man? <laughs> what's up, Sean? How you doing, baby? Oh, oh God, I'm fooling him. As long as I fooled him for 10 years playing, I'm going to keep fooling doing this too, man. Hey, hey, <laughs> I, look, I don't blame you. I'm back in. Look, I'm in the same boat right now trying to fool him. How you doing, man? I, 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 look, I heard you in Houston now. Yeah, I'm doing great, man. Well, you know all about this city. I'm doing great. 790, we're having a great time, and. Drive time's fun, and, you know, it's a good time to be in Houston with the Astros, and eventually these Rockets are going to get turned around, and then when you got a guy like Deshaun, you got a chance to win all the time, so it's pretty cool, man. Life's good. Kids are good. Everybody's healthy, and it's good to be, it's really, really good to be on with you guys, and Ray, it's good to hear your voice again, brother. Oh, I appreciate that, man. Well, you know the big news that's going on down here in Bronco land. Houston just picked up one of our main guys, especially a guy that I love, Damaris Thomas to partner with your guy, Deshaun Watson, you just mentioned. How do you think that relationship and that love affair go? Ray, you know this. There's always that. Now, I get, I get why. Let's put it this way. I don't like to usually sit on the fence with, well, both teams win the trade. You know, that's kind of lazy narr- a narrative. But in this case, I think they did. I actually think now, if Amari Cooper, you're going to get him for a one, I personally think it's legalized theft that the Texans got him for a four, <laughs> meaning Demarius Thomas. Right. Now, so some drop balls. You know, Amari Cooper's been dropping balls, and and maybe not the same explosion as we know, you know, DT to have over his career. But as you know, and I know that there's always that there's still a gear there, and being with a quarterback that can maybe expand that because, and that, this is no knock on Case, but Deshaun Watson's a different cat, and with 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 Hop here, um, with DeAndre Hopkins here, and Demarius coming in where he's not going to be the number one target, and when QT gets back on in the slot. DT's going to see a lot of single coverage because they're going to roll the coverage the other way. So he'll have a chance to excel. And there's always that hunger factor that says, okay, somebody quit on me. They gave me away for a fourth rounder. And it's okay to be offended. It's okay if it drives you to be better. So there's, a, there's, always, there's another motivation for him. Now, do I expect him to be the DT that he was when, you know, Peyton was hitting him? He's a pro bowler. Probably not. But he's a big body who is a, will be very efficient in the red zone. And if he can get back to – fitting in right away and, and letting Watson take him to another level. I think this is an excellent number two receiver to have and something with the Texans who are going all in because that division is not good here. So, And a fourth rounder for him, they probably didn't get enough. But for us here in Houston, we'll take it in. And I think for John, he's trying to, you know, to create some assets there. So I think it's a good get, and I think you're going to see a better Demarius Thomas here. At least that's what people are expecting here, and there's no risk. 
doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You didn't get a first rounder up for him or a second rounder. It's a fourth rounder, and we know how that goes. Could be a good fourth rounder, could not be. So I think this is a good one, and I think the people here in this town are really excited about this. So, so what do you think it does contractually for the team and for Demarius? Are they long term thing, or is this just a we're on a roll thing? We're trying to you know do all we can right now because he has a pre- a pretty big number coming up the next yeah. year. And that's the big question here: is what's next? All right, and and. You know how this is. Last thing they remember is the last the, the, the last season you had. So if these final eight games, DT elevates his play, then it may warrant, you know, they're trying to get him to a long-term deal. Because if you're going to give up a fourth-rounder for a rental, then that rental better get you to February, not just January. It better be a part of it. So I think that there's part of this saying, hey, let's try to get this done. I mean, I don't, I'm not a side agreement, but one that I think it all depends on how he does these last eight games. If he wants it is a big number. And the Texans have room to take that number on. They do. There's, there's, a, there's a, what, just under $30 million or 20 million under. So they do have number to take it on right now. But I think for Demarius Thomas, his future here in Houston and his long-term future as far as a big-money guy, I, I mean, they're not going to pay him $17, 16000000 next year unless he comes and catches 12 balls a game. They already got that guy on their team. Yeah. So there may have to be a, a different structuring of it next year. But they're all in this year ready to test. You look at the division. They're two games up. The AFC, aside from the Patriots and usually the Steelers, is not a deep conference this year. It's just not. NFC's far better. So you've got to, and the Kansas City Chiefs obviously got to throw them there with the way they're playing with Mahomes. But this is a chance for them if you can get fortunate and have that one extra guy who's been down the road with Super Bowl and experience. I think this is a good get. But I think they'd like to have him for the go in now. And I think he, they'd like to have him prove to them that he's worth another two- or three-year deal if they can, but it's not going to be a 15 or $16 million a year. Hey, Sean, tell us a little bit more about this 5-3 and three team because Broncos country probably hasn't seen them a ton. You know, you lose at New England to start the season off, and you have some close games, a lot of close games, and then you kind of blow out Miami and, and you win five straight. What, um, what, what's making the Texans all of a sudden tick? Well, and guys, and the, the, it's interesting. The buzz hadn't started here until they hammered Miami, and still then it was like, well, we beat Brock and we – we, we beat Miami, and they were an average four and three team. That's still the buzz here. I mean, Astros hangover. They, they, the first time, that's the truth. Going into last Thursday's game, the high, high school football in Houston on a Friday night, and Ray, you know about it here, was more important. I mean, the more buzz, not more important, more buzz than this. Now the buzz started. Watts playing well. Clowney's elevating his game. They've won five in a row. That When they were 0 3, everybody had that the season was done, they were finished. Hopefully the Astros were going to move on, and when the Red Sox finish that, the frustration went. And just to give you a little idea about that, I joked around with a Halloween question like four days ago or five days ago, it was last week, about the scariest Halloween movies a week before of all time. We had about 250 calls during a three-hour show, and the other topic was Texans that day, one call for three hours, one. Wow. That was leading into the – that's the honest-to-God truth, leading into the Dolphins game. It was kind of a test run, and it turned out, you know how those things go on a show, they take over. Well – I think the buzz has picked up because it's the, while they were winning ugly, the fact that they were winning. Now they look at the division, and Jacksonville's not very good. The Colts, Luck's playing better, and Tennessee's up and down. And you say, okay, we've won ugly, but that's the sign of a team that if you can win ugly, that, that's a good thing. But they're not going to be able to win those games playing Kansas City and New England and the Pittsburghs on a regular basis. But they've started to elevate it. The defense is stepping up. We start to see Watson, and we know what Hopkins is, and they're running the football better. So – I think that it's starting to a win on the road against Denver, even though Denver may not be a playoff team. It goes another way for them to say, okay, because the biggest question they have here is Bill O'Brien. They didn't trust him, and I still don't think they do. I'm talking about the fans and the media base. 
But if he keeps doing this and Bill gets into a rhythm and, and Watson continues to grow and, and find his way again after coming off that injury and they get to six or seven or three, and then you look at their schedule, they honestly should, should waltz their way to ten wins because the, the schedule is easy. But it is the NFL, the other teams getting paid. So I think people are just now starting to come around, guys, on Houston and say they got a chance. But they're going to have to play better postseason. Get to January is not enough for them. They've got to do more in January because people here have that same feeling I'm sure they have in Cincinnati. Uh, we're going to get there at 9-7 and seven or 10-6, and six, but we're going to get beat. Mm-hmm. And that, they've got to get rid of that narrative, and they're hoping that Watson can change that because this kid's the best quarterback they've ever had here in Houston. So you mentioned three things that I picked up on. You mentioned, you mentioned the buzz. You mentioned trusting Bill O'Brien. Then you mentioned a narrative. And all those things go back to Bill O'Brien and Case Keenum. Bill O'Brien yep. told Case Keenum at one time he was not going to be any better than a third <laughs> backup quarterback, a third-string quarterback. What do you see in Case Keenum, and what do you think about that narrative? Well, part of it he should thank Bill because look what it did for the motivation. And I, I, I love guys like Case Keenum because I was one, <laughs> Ray. You know, you're starting some, you're backing up, you're playing for a couple teams, waiting for the chance, and then somebody tells you, well, it's a numbers game, dude. you got to go somewhere else. So you remember that. You remember the guy who told you that. Now, whether Bill met it on – Bill's a good guy. He's a good man. And Case is a good guy, too. I don't think either one of them are lying. I'm sure Bill – probably said something like that, and I'm sure Case was offended by it and said, you know what, I'm going to use this. But he should thank Bill because look what's happened since. He had a team, he helped the team get to one game away from the Super Bowl, and he's got uh, 36 million reasons why that motivation helps. Don't, don't, but don't ever deny that, Ray. You know you played all those years. When somebody tells you you're not good enough, there is that little extra. And Case has capitalized on it, and Denver trusted him enough to bring him there. So for me, this thing, and, and it, the key for Case this weekend is, and I think he's a big enough pro, been around long enough to understand that this game this weekend, and we all get caught up in a game where we say, man, i got to get even. I want to show them that I'm not a third-string quarterback, that I'm a starter, I'm worth this job, and that they missed out. But you can't get too caught up in that because you forget, oh, by the way, i got to play four quarters against a, a pretty fierce front seven. So, And I think he's probably passed it. It was a blessing. He went to go on, and, and look what it's done for him now. But and I'm sure Bill will regret it because if he throws three touchdowns and says, you know, 25 or 31, that Bill will say, man, maybe I should have watched my words more if that's exactly what he said. But, you know, I think it's water under the bridge now because the Texans are happy with the quarterback they have, and Denver's still trying to, to feel their way through this, and they've got some good young players, and Case has earned a great living and making about $17, $18 million a year. So he can thank Bill one day, but I still think there's a mutual respect for both guys. Sean Salisbury is our guest on Orange and Blue 760, former quarterback. That begs the question, and you're a good guy to ask about this, Sean. Um, John Elway and the Broncos have not been able to figure out the quarterback position yet, uh, and, and I know Case is at least here for two years. Um, yep. Any thoughts on that? Uh, as we, It's the toughest position in sports to not only play, I think, and, and I mean, being a corner, as Ray knows, is difficult too, but because you've got the ball in your hand every snap, and it's also the toughest to evaluate. We know how good John has been as evaluating and at the quarterback position he struggled since Peyton. So it's, it's, it's for John, he realizes that evaluating, it's just as tough at times as playing it. It's difficult. But, you know, for me, I'm one of those guys, I would draft a quarterback every year if I was a fan. And not in the first round, but every year. You might find Tom Brady. You might find Russ Wilson. I would draft one every year. That's, if you draft a corner or a linebacker every year, why can't we draft a quarterback every year? I'm not in the feel-good business. I'm not in the business of worrying about my quarterback's feelings. I don't worry about my middle linebacker's feelings. If a quarterback's not tough enough to handle competition, I'm not saying this about Case, I'm talking about the overall position, then I don't want this as my quarterback. So deal with competition. I draft one in the fourth round, sixth round, seventh, every year, every friggin' year. 
Now they're trying to wait where they hit that big, the Watson, the Mahomes, and you know what? And if it doesn't work in two or three years, in two years with Case, then you know what? Draft another one. But I think you still have to go out next year and make that a priority. Even if Case is your starter, I think you've got to do what Philadelphia did when they had Bradford and went out wins. I just do. I think the team, with Alex Smith, you go get Mahomes. You've got to start to look ahead and say, who's the guy that's going to get me to February? Is it Case? Maybe. Maybe not. Got him late January in Minnesota, but this team doesn't have the same talent as Minnesota did. So, you know, it's money, and Case is a really good player, but I don't know if he's going to ever get Denver there in the next two years. So, to me... It's, it's a tough position to evaluate. John's on the watch, too. He knows it. It's what have you done for me lately. So you've got to evaluate the position. It's tough. And you've got to hope that you find that guy that's got the guts and the balls of a daytime burglar and can take your team. That, that guy that when your team's not very good, he elevates everybody's play. We're seeing it with some of the quarterbacks. We're still seeing if the jury's out in Denver about Case in. Case is a really good player. I don't think you're going to be playing in a Super Bowl in Denver with him as your quarterback. I do think he's a guy that can help you win but I don't think he's a guy that's going to crown you champion. John's next gig is to find the next John Elway, the next Andrew Luck, the next Deshaun Watson. And even if Case had a Pro Bowl year this year, you still got to draft one because you got to start to build for the future. Finding that guy's a tough task. Sean, who did you like in this uh, this past year's draft of the uh, the top five QBs? I had in, in mine. I had first Darnold, second Mayfield, and third was Rosen because I thought he was the most ready. Um, to play, and he's in Arizona, and they're not very good, but he'll be a good player because he's he's pretty accurate and he's got tremendous mechanics. But you're just talking about feet, arm, guts, throwing to small windows. You can do six and one half dozen together, Mayfield or, or Darnold, and it comes down to this. You know, you've got to have good players around. We've seen really good quarterbacks' careers be average because he didn't have good teams, but the key for both of them is I actually think they're guys who can take ordinary and make it extraordinary. They're in growing. They're going to make mistakes. But both of them have that, 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 you know, when you look at them, you say there's something different about them, and there is. They'll struggle at times, and they have. I think both of them, when Brady retires, Sam Darnold will, I'm telling you, if they build it right in New York, Sam Darnold will dominate the AFC East. He just will. I don't know about the Jets, but he will. And I think Baker Mayfield, when they get that thing right, if they ever do with the right coach, Baker Mayfield's got one. He's one of those guys that's been through that walk-on stuff. Everybody telling him he's not good enough. He earns a scholarship. You're going to win with both of those guys. Now, Lamar and Rosen and Mason Rudolph and, and Josh Allen, I think they, they're farther to go, although Rosen, I think, is going to be a good player, but they've got to get players around him. But Darnold and Mayfield, to me, were the best of the two. And I had Darnold first, Mayfield second, because yeah. Darnold has the ability, like Aaron Rodgers, to make things happen off schedule with arm angle and the rest of it. So I guess last thing, just a generalization, does, does DT put Houston over the top? You know, you got the game here, then a bye week, then I think you go to Washington – the Texans do, and then they got a bunch of home games. I know, I know the Texans end with Jacksonville, and that was probably a game that yeah. you know was circled at the start of the season. But um, just for Broncos country, listen, do you, is is this going to put the Texans over the top? I think it's going to secure the fact that they're going to win this division, and I think when all said and done, the Colts are going to find their way battling for second place in the division. I do. I, I, Bortles isn't winning you a championship. Not today. Not yesterday. Not tomorrow. He's, he's not. He's not that guy. He just isn't. And They've had to over-inspire him and raise him on good defenses. They've had to win in spite of him. And now their defense isn't playing as good, and he's putting them in a bind. So we're starting to get now Fowler's gone. Things aren't good in Jacksonville. So I think the DT does get them. I don't think it's now. It's going to be tough beating Brady and Mahomes in January, but Kansas City's been that team. Get to January and lose. Maybe they're different this year because Patrick's different. But I think this gets to – I don't think that 
it'd be like getting uh, a guy like uh, if you got Emmanuel Sanders or if you would have got Deshaun Jackson, I think they would have been a little bit of a step up. This is good enough for them to win the division, and DT gets them to that spot with some help. They'll secure that. But January is a different egg when you're dealing with the Bradys, the Breezes, the, the Rodgers, the way Mahomes is playing. I don't know if they're that team yet offensively, but Deshaun Watson in this league will win an MVP, and he'll be in position in late January at some point to have his team in position to be playing in an, a, in a, in a, in an AFC championship game. He's that good. And the good thing about this, Sean, is that at least on that team, and you understand, and I definitely understand, is Houston has a defense that if you look at Kansas City, and even if you look at New England, Houston, I feel, has the better defense of those teams. And in January, it gets cold. It gets yeah. a lot different to score points, and so that defense will come into play as well. Ray, think about that real quick. And Merciless is going to step this game up. We see what they're doing with Clowney. Watt's comeback has been unbelievable with all the, with the injuries. You're exactly – they're better than both those defenses overall, no question about it. And I can tell you this, and what does it – and you know this, Ray, when everything – all things being equal and one defense is a little better, gets you to short field a couple times. What the Texans do have, is when they force a turnover at the 47, they finally have a quarterback that can go capitalize on it. We're not going to – you know what I'm saying? Now, they've got to get better in the red zone. They haven't been good enough, but they're starting to build that confidence. And if those three teams match defense for defense, you're exactly right. The Texans are those three good teams – and even Pittsburgh, Texans have got the best defense overall, and now they've got a quarterback. They're not a Super Bowl team. They do have some elements that are Super Bowl elements, but they are starting to build it. And you know what? A little bit of luck in the cold and bad inclement weather and a field goal here and a drop punt there and a, and a, and a missed catch here. Who knows? But they're not going to be overly battle-tested. They're going to have fresh legs because their schedule says 10 or 11 wins. Now the question is, can they start winning pretty instead of winning ugly? Sean Salisbury's on Sports Talk 790 in Houston. We, uh, we appreciate the insight. Thank you, Sean. Great to be on with you guys. I appreciate it anytime. Have a good one. Enjoy the game. Ray, Ray, it's always good to talk to you, brother. No doubt. Thank you, Sean. Appreciate you. Okay, appreciate it. Okay. All right, peace. All right, there you go. Sean Salisbury. My dude, man. Yeah. We, had, we had many a good nights. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.